0: everyone my name is Michelle and welcome to Romcom Weekly. Today my brother Michael is back on the podcast and we're talking about the movie The Princess Switch. Hi Michael.
1: Hello, hello. It's so good to be back.
0: Thanks for coming back. I'm excited to talk to you about this movie.
1: Yeah, for sure. Me too. <laughs> me too.
0: Okay, so a few things before we dive in. It was released in November of 2018. It's directed by Michael Roll, written by Robin Bernheim and Megan Metzger. It stars Vanessa Hudgens, Sam Palladio, and Nick Sagar. The imdb.com summary is, Competing in a Christmas baking competition in Belgravia, a Chicago baker bumps into the prince's fiancée who looks just like her. They switch lives for two days. It has a 6.1 on IMDb, and there's no box office gross because this is an original Netflix film. Okay, Michael, let's start with, on a scale from 1 to 10, what are you rating this movie?
1: Yeah, so I think I, I want to give this movie more, but unfortunately, I'm going to have to say this movie will probably be a 5 out of 10 for me.
0: Mm. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I think I'm being actually a little generous. I'm giving it a 5.9,
1: <laughs> which oh, wow. okay. sounds
0: really high compared to your score, but yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll get into it. We'll get into it for sure. Yeah. So The Princess Switch, this is one of three movies. And uh, in terms of the relationship of this movie, since it's kind of new, I don't have a lot of rewatches under my belt for this one. I think maybe this might have been the third time I saw this movie. Um, How about you?
1: Yeah. So I've only seen this movie twice, and the second time being, you know, in preparation for this podcast. Mm -hmm. So definitely not a lot of uh, rewatchability, at least for me. Sure. On the spectrum of all the rom coms uh, that I've seen.
0: Right, right. But so it's obvious to you, but I'll tell the world out there that I chose this movie for us to talk about because I know you love Vanessa Hudgens.
1: Yes, yes. <laughs> I think most of the people that I'm friends with yes. do know that of my love of Vanessa Hudgens. So that's exactly why I chose this film. I've been a huge longtime fan of of just her work in general, but also, you know, my longtime <laughs> high school musical crush. So. I couldn't deny,
0: <laughs> yes,
1: the opportunity to at least watch uh, this movie and potentially her two other Princess Switch movies.
0: So there's a there's another holiday Netflix rom com. Have you seen that one? It's called The Night Before Christmas. I think.
1: Oh, so I have heard of it, but I still haven't even given it a chance to watch that one yet either.
0: Sure. Yeah, give it a shot. If you want some Vanessa Hutchins fix, go ahead, go for it. But yeah, for all the listeners out there, Michael is a very big fan of the High School Musical series, as am I, to be totally honest. But you kind of grew up with her. You guys are around the same age. I think that is kind of part of the reason why you, you have a love for her and Zach Afron.
1: Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, I mean, like their their careers came came around at a time when I was just starting to really get into, or starting to realize, you know, my interest in movies and or I guess musicals in general. So
0: mm-hmm.
1: that's pretty much the like the affinity that I have for both of them, and you know, all their their movies following.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Have you had a chance to watch the other Princess Switch movies?
1: Uh, weirdly enough, I've seen the third one, but I didn't watch the second one. Oh, yeah. Weirdly enough.
0: Okay. Got it. Got it. Okay. Well, I don't think we're going to talk about the other two on this podcast. I think this might be the only opportunity or time (laughs) we're going to talk about the Princess Switch movies, but probably not a surprise. I like this one the most out of the three of them. When I finished watching the first one, like in preparation for a conversation, you know, Netflix, it'll autoplay the trailer for the next one. Yep. and I was watching the trailer for the second one, and I was like, I totally forgot what happened in that movie. It's so forgettable. All of these <laughs> movies are pretty forgettable. I, I did watch the third one when it came out. Uh, I it was fine, you know.
1: Yeah, it was entertaining, but again, I just didn't think it was on the grand in the grand scale of all the rom coms, especially mm-hmm. all the holiday rom coms there are out there. Yeah, I would say that. Yeah, this movie, unfortunately, falls into the forgettable side.
0: Yeah, yeah, I I agree. Uh, what are some things you like about this movie?
1: Yeah, so I mean, you know, as if it wasn't obvious enough, I think for all the things that, <laughs> excuse me, the movie didn't deliver on, Vanessa pretty much delivered everything that there could deliver <laughs> yeah. for this movie. The things that I did like about this movie were, you know, just kind of like the whole parent trap uh, yes. kind of theme around it and just but just having Vanessa Hudgens as the center of the whole theme with her with her quirks her her personality really showing through in both characters And just the accents that she got to do oh boy! um, both ways where she was, you know, someone with a a British accent trying to be American and then an American trying to have a British accent. Yeah. It was pretty funny watching her, you know, just kind of like uh, blur the lines between both. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So that was what I liked about the movie. Um, I can't say it's really too relatable.
0: Yeah. But
1: that does make it (laughs) likable.
0: It does make it likable. Okay. All right. All right. Yeah, it, this movie's outrageous. It's totally unrealistic. It's ridiculously silly. It's fantasy-esque because you have the royalty plot in this movie also.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: And like there's an old man who's, you know, magical and just pops up here and there. Like it's just it's not in the real world, which is fine, which is great, which I think is what these holiday rom-coms kind of give us. It's a very Hallmarky. I don't I don't know if you're familiar with like the Hallmark holiday movies. Yeah. This is just super sugar coaty kind of like sweet story that is not meant to be based in any kind of reality. So I think because of all of that, that's why I'm not being super harsh with my score. I think that's why I'm giving it a 5.9 um, as opposed to like a 5. I think I, I can appreciate for what it's trying to be. And there's something comforting about the formulaicness of this movie.
1: Yeah, yeah, for sure. I think that, you know, that's kind of exactly what the movie was supposed to be. When you said the Hallmark theme, Mm -hmm. the way I kind of think about the movie, like it's, it's a delightful, fun piece of nonsense of a rom-com movie. I like that,
0: (laughs) of nonsense.
1: Yeah, it's, it's completely ridiculous. And it could never happen in real life. But it's fun and delightful. And it's, and I enjoyed it. Yeah, yeah, I guess that's, That's why I want to give it a solid five where it's like, you know, (laughs) I can't say I thoroughly enjoyed it, but, you know.
0: You still watched it.
1: Yeah, but I still watched it.
0: Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Um, Let's talk Vanessa Hudgens a little bit bit more. Gladly. (laughs) This is clearly a vehicle for just her. I don't know anybody else in this cast. Yep. Prince Edward is played by Sam Palladio and Kevin is played by Nick Sagar. So... Never seen these men before, never heard of their names, so clearly a Vanessa Hudgens vehicle. And I was all for it. I think she pulled off a pretty, at times, cringeworthy script. Uh, she kind of just leaned into the silliness of it all. And I, I also appreciate Vanessa Hudgens. You know, like I, I do like the high school musical movies. I think she's really, really talented. She could sing, she could dance, she can act. And I just feel like she's kind of living her best life. Like you could tell she's just having so much fun doing this role.
1: Oh yeah, absolutely. I think that's one of Vanessa's strengths, where she can really just kind of lean into, you know, I guess the the cheesiness of the role and just really make it her own. And I and I'm starting to realize that that's definitely her her niche for where, where her strengths lie. And I this movie was totally intended for for young children, and I think that's kind of where she's really found her her big demographic.
0: Mm. Yeah, I really like her in this role. I've never really seen her do like drama. Have you watched Tick, Tick, Boom yet?
1: No, I haven't yet.
0: Okay. Well, I recommend it. She's not a super main character in that movie, but I think that is a movie where she really gets to show off her talent.
1: Okay, for sure. No, I'll definitely give that a try.
0: Highly recommend. I have that soundtrack on... um stuck in my brain right now.
1: Okay, for sure. Yeah, because the last time I saw her before on the movie screen was when she did a really, really small role in Bad Boys 3.
0: Oh, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, and ever
1: since then, I was like, okay, so her her roles were usually just, you know, other than the, the Netflix Christmas rom-com movies, mm. there really wasn't much else to bank on other than like small roles in like Spring Breakers or, or things right. like
0: that. Yeah, I guess she doesn't headline things other than these Netflix rom-coms.
1: Yeah. Well, she was also in the Savage Fenty show, but that's not really acting. Uh,
0: oh, that's, yeah, that was a fashion show, right?
1: Yeah, that was Rihanna's fashion show, yeah. Yeah.
0: But yeah, I'm okay with Vanessa Hudgens in this role. And just shout out to her being able to cry on cue. I feel like those are real tears. That, you know, that's hard.
1: Yeah. Oh, no, definitely. And I think there were even some moments in the movie where, uh, when she plays both Stacy and Margaret, mm-hmm. where their characters actually were struggling to play the other person mm-hmm. i feel like there are times where vanessa actually definitely showed that really well
0: mm-hmm.
1: just like with the accents where i think the, i'm getting the names mixed up because she's playing both characters but <laughs> she's yeah one person pretending to be someone else so there's a scene where she was margaret and she was trying to speak with an american accent and she you know, there are certain words where it started off with a British accent, but she kind of changed the tone mm. into more of an American accent. And I feel like not many people caught that, but I definitely caught that on the second time I saw, <laughs> watched the movie. And I was like, I don't know if that was on purpose or not, but, you know, props well, to Vanessa. Props to Vanessa, that.
0: Absolutely. I mean, I don't want to not give her credit where credit is due, but this accent is ridiculous, Michael.
1: <laughs> do I really sound that down to nabby <laughs> i I didn't know if, yeah, I did think that that her accents or the the words she uses kind of cringed, but then again, you know again, I don't really know how British people talk every single day, so
0: <laughs> that's that's fair, that's fair, yeah, but I don't think they speak like margaret or stacy <laughs> pretending to be margaret it's just yeah. a little ridiculous but again that's okay we're, we're not here to you know criticize her lack of oscar for this work yeah
1: yeah yeah if anything i thought it was more funny um that she was able to do those things on the fly
0: fair kind of self-aware yeah um shout out to prince edward i feel like he was A great Prince Charming. Again, I don't know anything else that he's been in. I looked up the actor. He's been on Nashville, the TV show, which is a show that I have not seen before.
1: Never seen it either.
0: Yeah. I just was watching him in this movie and I was like, he looks like he could be a younger brother to Benedict Cumberbatch.
1: Kind of. Yeah, I do see that.
0: And maybe that's why I like him a little bit more because Benedict Cumberbatch to me is very charming, and I just think I saw Benedict Cumberbatch in this actor. But I don't, I don't know. Maybe that's just me.
1: Yeah, I did like both of them. I was starting to feel bad for Nick Sager's character uh, when yeah. he plays Kevin Richards. Yeah. So there's this particular moment in the end of the movie uh-huh. <laughs> where Margaret Vanessa Hudgens is explaining to Kevin why she loves him and she said she just wants him to live a normal life and then she keeps calling him such a normal guy Mm. and there's a certain point where i was starting to get offended for kevin (laughs) nick's nick's character because it's like (laughs) you were just made yourself vulnerable like literally a day ago like the night before Mm. and she's just calling you like a normal guy like almost as if like there's nothing that stands out about you yeah and I was getting kind of mad. And I'm, you know, are you really going to take this, man?
0: <laughs> I hear like, you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But
1: I did like Sam Palladio's character. I did think he was probably a little too much of a pushover. But, you know, that's that's kind of the whole point of the movie to really pave way for, for Vanessa's character. Agree. But yeah, this is just me poking at how realistic it is, which I know I shouldn't probably be doing. That's
0: okay, Michael, we're having a podcast about this movie. This is the time <laughs> to poke these holes.
1: Okay, fair enough, fair enough.
0: But I totally agree with you that Prince Edward is a pushover. A little bit kind of, not a dummy, but he's just like, kind of clueless, kind of, just like, maybe a man without a lot of backbone. And I think that is kind of the point. It's to give Stacy the character, a lot more room to show that she is an opinionated and strong-willed woman. Yeah. But Kevin, actually, since you brought it up, he's filed under things I don't like about this movie. Not the character Kevin necessarily, but like the way he was acted by (laughs) the actor. I thought he was, and I feel kind of bad saying this because I'm not an actor. What do I know about acting? But his performance was the one that fell the most flat for me. He, I mean, wasn't given a whole lot of backstory. He's just eye candy, right? Walking around with his shirt off. And yes, he's hunky and gorgeous. And like,
1: he has nice teeth.
0: He has a a very nice smile, which I wrote in my notes is that that's all he's doing is smiling throughout (laughs) this entire movie. And I don't know if that's like the character of Kevin or the actor who just maybe wasn't playing Kevin well.
1: Yeah, I think it's maybe just the character that they had for Nick. Because the thing is... This whole like switch, this whole plot is totally on, is Margaret's fault is because <laughs> yeah. and this is kind of also something that I didn't like where this whole movie just happened just because Margaret is a kind of a spoiled royal princess. Mm. And so she decides to just take, <laughs> take over her doppelganger, like inject herself into her doppelganger's life as if nothing was happening.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Margaret, I realized she's the one, like she didn't want to switch back after Stacy was like, I can't do this. You didn't yeah. tell me there was a charity ball. And Margaret was like, oh, oops, did I forget to tell you that? Like, she's just, yeah, that's mean.
1: Yeah, and I think it was, it was an incredibly spoiled move on her part. Mm. But, I mean, you know, it was for the movie. It's- but, yeah, I didn't think Kevin' character itself just didn't have much to bank on. Mm-hmm. And I think because he didn't have much, it just kind of let Margaret just kind of do whatever. Like, that whole idea of being spontaneous and being present. Mm-hmm. I guess that just kind of gave way for for Margaret's character to to shine a little bit. But I just mm-hmm. didn't think it was enough of a, I don't know how you could say character development. There wasn't really any character development. No. Just Mar- Margaret just got to do what she, whatever she wanted to do. Yeah,
0: I think Prince Edward and Kevin are just eye candy. They're just there to service the women, which is great, which is great, you know. But <laughs> at the same time, I'm like, eh, the acting also just wasn't that good. But all yeah. right, that's that's all I have to say about Kevin. Before we get more into what we don't like, I just wanted to note what you mentioned about The Parent Trap, because yes, there are so many parallels and even very similar scenes to The Parent Trap with Lindsay Lohan. Yep. That is one of my favorite movies. I love that movie. I rewatch it a lot. But if I may, there's like a few things here. The plot, obviously, they literally are switching places. Yep. They have that whole montage of where Stacy and Margaret are prepping each other for the switch. They cut their hair, which is what they do in the Parent Trap. They have a secret handshake in the Parent Trap. They have a se- one of the girls has a secret handshake with the English Butler, and in this movie, Kevin's daughter Olivia has a secret handshake with Stacy. There's just a lot of parallels in that one specific montage, and I was like, "Wow, is
1: this intentional?" Yeah, I think it totally is intentional, but I mean, you know, that's kind of the the whole appeal of, at least I think of this movie, where, you know, it's not anything too original. It's just kind of more yeah. of a modern version. Mm-hmm. Obviously, a few differences, but overall, the general theme is kind of the same, where they kind of do like a, a switcheroo to, to get someone else's attention or to, to do something new.
0: Yeah. And then because this is a holiday movie and this is, you know, we're talking about this movie in December. Did you feel Christmassy vibes from this movie?
1: I think I did a little bit. There were definitely certain moments of the movie where I felt the Christmas spirit of it. You know, I think the top scene was when it's uh, Stacy and Prince Edward, you know, where they go to the toy store, buy all the Christmas toys and, Mm -hmm. you know, they set up the tree and so forth. But then the unlikable parts, I think, was just the continuous mention of mistletoes where they just oh. so happen to yes, somehow conveniently both fall under the mistletoe on multiple occasions. I yes. um, just like, oh my god, this is so cheesy. Oh, so and cringe. Normally, yeah, and normally I'm a huge fan of the cringe and for cheesiness, but this one, mm-hmm. there was a point in time where I was actually watching it yesterday, and the first mistletoe scene happened, and I instantly went like... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, disgusting it was just so dragged out i was like oh but that's the greatness of this movie though
0: it's the cringe parts
1: yeah that's that's what honestly defines this movie i think for me
0: i, I mean okay let's talk about mistletoe for a second i i get that mistletoe is a thing however in this climate and in this day and age like i think we can just delete mistletoe in everything moving forward.
1: Yeah, or at least just save it for only one scene, and that would be the last scene, if it's a yes. happy ending.
0: I don't... Sure, yes. I agree with you that if you're going to have mistletoe, you don't need multiple scenes with mistletoe. Like, one is yeah. fine. However, just the general concept of mistletoe, I don't feel like has aged very well. It's like, uh, here's this branch that we just so happened to walk under. I guess that means we have to kiss, which, yeah. you know in this day and age, it's all about consent and agreeing to be perform certain physical acts towards the other person. So I, I just feel like mistletoe, as a general item in life, I think we would all be okay as a society without mistletoe.
1: Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And that, <laughs> Yeah, that's a good point you bring up. Because I mean, this movie isn't that old. And yet, you know, it's been the whole mistletoe thing was hinted at a couple of times in this movie. I'm sure that's obviously not the kind of topic that they wanted to bring up with it.
0: Sure. Of course.
1: Yeah. It's a good thing to bring up. Yeah. Especially for young kids watching it and kind of sets a a wrong interpretation of what mistletoe should be used (sighs) for.
0: I think my whole point is totally understood that mistletoe was not meant to be a controversial thing in this movie. However, I just think that it, doesn't need to be romanticized of like, oh, only people who are in love kiss under the mistletoe. Like it's just, it's. I'm okay with that mistletoe.
1: Yeah, totally.
0: But yeah, the holiday vibes I thought were pretty prevalent, obviously like the set design, very Christmassy.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You mentioned this scene with the kids and the gifts. I think that's ultimately one of the biggest messages of Christmas, right? It's like kindness and generosity and helping strangers in need. But I did notice, and this is just my observation of, there was a huge lack of like classic Christmas music in this movie. And I feel like that kind of missed the mark. A Christmas movie has to have Christmas music. And I'm sure there was Christmas music in this movie, but there were no classic songs that caught my ear.
1: No. Yeah. That's a good point. I feel like that's something that is one of Vanessa Hudgens, Hudgens' strengths too, is the music part of it. And Mm. other than one specific piano scene in the movie oh I yeah i can't really yeah i can't really recall classic christmas music at all in the movie mm-hmm. and only that one scene that piano scene they were playing carol of the bells and that was mm-hmm. just, yeah other than that there wasn't really any references to to christmas carols or christmas music at all yeah and i feel like that's something that they could have utilized more especially with vanessa hudgens as your as your leading role too yeah
0: mm-hmm yeah like i said at the top of this like she's extremely talented like give her a song to sing or something i don't know yeah exactly okay so let's dive into more about what we don't like about this movie i've already said my piece about kevin's character and the lack of christmas music what do you do you have any additional thoughts here
1: I mean, there are definitely a good amount of moments in the movie that I've shared that I didn't like. And I guess the other one was the baking competition itself in the movie. <laughs> there was a moment of sabotage where this other character, Stacy's competition, where she cuts the wire to the blender. I imagine that would be a huge major setback in the baking competition. Right. But for somehow she was able to still win first by hands- whipping the berries (laughs) or something like that right right you know I guess that was just another thing that I focused on a little too much for this isn't Uh realistic
0: (laughs) I'm glad you brought this up because as you were talking the competition her name is Brianna I think I'm realizing she did not need to be in this movie like at all There was no reason why you introduce her and then have like the conflict barely be a conflict. Like she still wins number one uh, at the making competition. And there's like some jealous. I don't know. It just felt kind of unnecessary. And then this is actually a WTF moment is that Brianna cuts the wire. It's it's a KitchenAid mixer.
1: Yeah, yeah. The mixer.
0: And uh, Stacey's supposed to be pureeing berries. But you don't use a mixer to puree berries like you use a blender And this was a WTF. Like, I I clearly watched this very closely. But yeah, that is not how a baker uses a mixer.
1: Interesting. Well, you know, she won the competition. I'm sure she's doing something right. She's
0: Fine. Yeah, you're right. You're right. (laughs) She must have done something right. But the first 15 minutes of this movie is so ridiculous. So I was typing up my notes and there's so much exposition in the first 15 minutes, like within... Ninety seconds of the movie. We know there's a baking competition, and that Kevin has secretly entered Stacy into this baking competition. <sighs> there's so much explaining everything. Like we're not shown anything, which is you know par for course for this kind of movie, but it was just so obvious. Uh, they were trying to explain the entire plot within the first fifteen minutes, and I think. Maybe even Stacy and Margaret have already swapped within like the first fifteen minutes of the movie.
1: <laughs> uh, yeah, I think the switch happens early on, or they at least run into each other pretty early on in the movie. Yeah, I couldn't really have a complaint about that. I just kind of took you know that whole first twenty minutes of the movie explanation or mm-hmm. setup as is, just because you know I, I just took it for what it was since mm-hmm. I really, this is the first of of the Princess Switch movie, so I didn't really know if there there's supposed to be any pattern of how the movies start. Sure. But I just kind of took that as is, and I was like, okay, so they're just setting us up.
0: Yeah. We just jump into the conflict really quickly. I was like, oh, wow. Okay, so everything's explained in the first 15 minutes. Got it.
1: And it didn't even... Honestly, this movie, there's not too much conflict regardless in this movie. Mm -hmm. Where it's kind of just, okay, here's the the climactic event, but there's not really conflict. It's just more of just watching how things turn out from that decision.
0: Yeah, totally. I guess it's all internal conflict, Michael.
1: I guess so. I guess so. (laughs) Granted, this movie wasn't that long, and it's probably not what it was for, but it would Mm -hmm. have been nice to... To see at least more internal conflict.
0: Yeah. No, I agree. I, I like seeing why people think the way they do and why they do the things they do. And this movie, we don't get that, which is totally fine. Yeah. Um. One of the things that I didn't really like about this movie, I think you mentioned earlier, is that, you know, I didn't really relate to it. And that's okay. And that's probably why this movie was made because it's so ridiculous. Yeah, it just didn't pull my heartstrings. I didn't have any strong emotional reactions to it. And I don't think I really laughed out loud in any particular parts
1: yeah yeah i i couldn't really say this movie made me made me laugh i think there's times it was it was kind of funny but yeah not laugh out loud funny yeah i would say it's worth your time but you know not not
0: more than once
1: (laughs) yeah or not a movie i would choose to want to share and watch with like a group of friends
0: oh yeah i i I would agree with that So, this next question, we can answer it as lightly as we'd like, but what are some themes that you took away from this movie? I
1: think the theme, at least for me, is if I ever run into my royalty doppelganger, mm-hmm. just say yes to whatever suggestions he might have. <laughs> That's really all <laughs> I can say at this point.
0: <laughs> so, one of the questions I came up to ask you is pretend you're Stacy pretend you're Margaret, which one would you rather be? Like, would you want to be Stacy swapping to be Margaret? Or would you want to be Margaret swapping to be Stacey?
1: <sighs> I think, honestly, I would rather be Stacy swapping to be Margaret. Hmm. Just because, you know, it's going from modest, everyday working, a lifestyle like that, to being exposed to royalty and, you know, those kind of customs and traditions. I think it's a much... Safer adjustment than it is to go from royalty than down to you know working class kind of lifestyle because you have no idea I don't know there's that general like idea of people who are really the elite rich. they are out of touch with reality and they have no idea what it's really like to be a normal person. Mm-hmm. So I think with that kind of logic, I would prefer to be Stacy mm-hmm. who jumps over to royalty.
0: interesting. So I came up with this question and I wrote down that I would rather be Margaret pretending to be Stacy, I'd rather be royal going to be a commoner because I think it would be easier. But the way you say it, that is wrong. My way of thinking is incorrect. I think the way I thought of it was just like, if you're Stacy, if you're a commoner becoming royal, there's so much protocol you have to learn. There's so much proper etiquette you have to learn. So I think it'd be harder to just pretend to be royal, but I think it'd be easier to pretend to be a commoner.
1: That's true. I guess it's a lot easier for a commoner to be offended in certain ways because in general, royalty doesn't really know how commoners work. So they Mm -hmm. think they they, they take so many things for granted or they think things are so easy Mm. and then they try to act like a commoner and (laughs) it's actually a a rude wake up call for how life, how difficult life actually can be. It was kind of more of, of that approach, but you're not wrong in that either.
0: Yeah, that's true. I mean, either way, it's going to be hard. But I think ultimately, I would want to be Stacy. I think, to, to yeah. your point. I'd rather be the commoner because in terms of like the romance of it, I want a prince to fall in love with me.
1: Yeah, like I want to become a commoner turned prince or princess. Yeah. That would be awesome. That'd
0: be amazing. I mean, I think that lifestyle is incredibly hard and comes with its own set of challenges for sure if we're talking about like real world scenario. But in this fake world, yeah, I want to be Stacy. I want to be a baker who's winning competitions, but then also having princes fall in love with me and want to marry me. Hell yeah, sign me up for that. That sounds like
1: a pretty nice life.
0: Oh my gosh, yes. Um, yeah, general themes, I don't know. I, I tried to come up with something and I just was like, these partners bring the best out of each other because they challenge each other. So I think maybe there's something to be said about finding people who may not be exactly like you, but just have different ways of upbringing and different ways of approaching things and just challenging each other.
1: Yeah, for sure. No, I, I like that. I like that concept a lot.
0: Let's move on to favorite scenes. Do you have any for a movie that you're rating out of five?
1: Um, to be honest, I can't really tell if I had a favorite scene at all in this movie. I think, Mm. I think just like certain times when, It was just mainly Vanessa and both her characters were on screen, just watching her interact off that. And Mm -hmm. knowing that she's technically acting like by her, each character by herself. Right. So I think that was pretty cool, but I I can't really say there was a particular favorite scene of mine that I liked.
0: Mm -hmm. Same. I struggle with this too. I was like, as I mentioned, nothing really made me LOL. Yeah. I can highlight maybe two scenes that made me kind of chuckle. One was when Stacy meets Edward for the first time as Margaret and she keeps looking at the couch because Lady Margaret is hiding behind the couch and he's like, What what's so interesting about the couch? And she's like, Oh, nothing. I have a lazy eye. And she just like pretends oh, yeah. to have a lazy eye. I was like, Okay, <laughs> that's so random and ridiculous. Cool. Yeah. Way way to go, Stacy, thinking on your feet. And then her trying to get on the horse. Like, those are the only like physical comedic moments that Vanessa Hudgens I think went for but that's all I got
1: yeah or I think there was another scene where she was uh trying to get out of riding a horse
0: yeah 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 the horse scene yeah (laughs) yeah
1: yeah yeah. (laughs) he's like but I thought you love Cold Air. Oh, I do. I do. But it's so hot (laughs) in our country. And he's like, but I thought you said that you had a snowstorm. We did. It was tragic. (laughs) Uh, But we have heated stables. And then he reacted so like, obviously as if like, oh, of course, how could I have not noticed? (laughs) That scene was kind of funny. But other than that, I didn't even laugh out loud for that scene. I was just like,
0: (laughs) yeah, exactly. Another kind of slight chuckle scene that got me was I, I forget what it was, but it's the moment where I think Stacey's trying to be Lady Margaret and Prince Edward surprises her. And he's like, I didn't go to Spain. And she's like, smashing. Oh, and yeah. the queen says something and she goes, double smashing. And I was <laughs> <Yeah>. like, <laughs> okay. All right. But yeah, not not yeah. a lot of laughs or favorite moments in this movie. Nothing really yeah. iconic.
1: Yeah, nothing, like, incredibly funny, but, you know, Vanessa's got some... She's got some jokes.
0: She's got some... She can pull them off. That's why I'm saying, yeah. like, she surprised me. Okay, so WTF moments. There are probably so many, but what WTF moments do you have?
1: Ah, <sighs> man. Yeah, I guess... <laughs> it's it's kind of tough because this whole movie is just unrealistic, so... Mm-hmm. I can't really have a WTF moment, but I guess... I guess from an overall perspective, just how rushed the whole story was. But Mm -hmm. again, we're not supposed to be capturing, you know, huge amounts of character growth and development and every single detail of how the relationships for all characters turn out to be. So I think it was just more so how rushed the plot was.
0: Yeah. They fall in love in two days. They only swap for two days. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe people fall in love in two days. No. I can't comprehend that.
1: Yeah, that's I, that's really all I can say. And I think that's why in the beginning I called it, you know, it's delightful and fun, but it's like a piece of nonsense. Like this whole piece movie is nonsense. nonsense, but it's delightful. And, <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's enjoyable. Yeah, I can't really have too many WTF moments for a movie that's supposed to be like that.
0: Nonsensical?
1: Yeah, the whole point of it is kind of a WTF moment for me.
0: That is totally fair. That said, I would like to highlight two things. This one is really dumb. As I was watching it earlier today uh, on my rewatch, the moment that Stacey and Margaret meet each other, they bump into each other and then they turn and there just so happens to be a full-length mirror right there where they both look at each other. And I was like, why is there a mirror there? It's so convenient that they're, they bumped into each other right in front of a mirror. <laughs> I don't know why. That just really caught my eye. And then upon reflection, some light reflection, because I don't think this movie warrants deep reflection. Yeah. But uh, Lady Margaret doesn't like being in public. She's like, I don't like all these appearances and stuff like that. So I was like, why can't Margaret just go out on her own if no one knows what she looks like? There's no need for her to swap places with someone to pretend to be a civilian.
1: Yeah, that is true. Because in the beginning of the movie, when she, I think Olivia was asking what Princess Margaret looked like, even that old-
0: Mystery man? Gentleman.
1: Yeah, that old kind mystery man didn't explain what she looks like.
0: Yeah, no one knows what she looks like.
1: Yeah, she technically could have just walked around by herself. Although I'm not sure her butler would, would have let her. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But I mean, regardless, it seemed that she was the kind of person to do whatever she wanted. So why did she need Stacy to do a switcheroo? I have no idea.
0: Yeah. Well, those are the only big WTF moments that I caught. But yeah, this movie is riddled with them. Nonsensical. But we're here for it. Yeah. Okay, so let's fast forward to the ending. Your thoughts here?
1: I I liked the ending. I think for specifically the two male characters, the lack of, I guess, character growth that they have in the movie, mm-hmm. I think that they both deserved a chance to win with either of Vanessa's characters. So I am happy that <laughs> at the end, the switch turned out to be beneficial for, for everyone involved because they found true mm-hmm. love. And so I was happy with the ending, um, given, like you said, the whole nonsensical plot of the movie. I thought for as crazy as the plot was, the ending was as predictable as as I had wanted. So I was happy. I was like, okay, cool. Everyone's happy. <laughs> Even though they did something crazy.
0: I literally, I laughed out loud. Not because it was funny, but because it was so ridiculous. Was... <laughs> when Prince Edward proposes to Stacy and he literally says, you are my destiny. <laughs> I, yeah. I That was like the largest laugh that this movie got for me. Oh
1: my God. The thing is, do girls want to hear that from guys? You are my destiny. Like, no, Is that what a girl wants to hear? I
0: don't think so. After the movie, I was like, Frank, are we destined for each other? And he kind of looked at me like ridiculous. He's like, no. <laughs> I'm like, I, it's, it's, No, no one speaks like that in real life, which, again, is why we're here, you know, we're we're in this make-believe world. But, I mean, I guess that's the kind of thing you want to hear a prince say to you is, you are my destiny. It's a fantasy. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, the ending, par for course, expected. I guess the only thing that I didn't expect was that they would fast forward the year and that they would get married, which, am I being totally oblivious for not expecting that?
1: Uh, I don't know. I I think it's fair to to assume that they were gonna get married because when he when he said you know like if you still love me within a year let's get married. So I mean, what else was there for the movie to really totally
0: fair? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, to
1: end with. And I I guess I liked it because it did set up for the second one with what uh, mm-hmm. Kevin or Nick's character in the movie says.
0: <laughs> oh yeah. I, did I stand yeah, hold up, up off to my the couch? Bouquet.
1: Yeah, did I stand up and like start applauding <laughs> the movie? No, but I was like, oh, okay, nice. <laughs> I know what to expect for the second one now.
0: Oh my gosh. Yeah, I, I kind of was just like, okay, yeah, fine. Yeah. <laughs> this next question is probably not that relevant because we have a second movie and a third movie, but do you think these characters stay together? My answer was, honestly, I don't really care, <laughs> which is kind of a harsh sentiment coming from me. Maybe I don't care because I've seen the second and third movies, so I know how it plays out. Yeah. But yeah, this fantasy is just so unrealistic that it's like, okay, I don't need to think about it.
1: Yeah. Um as someone who hasn't seen it, but for for all the all you listeners out there, I'm going to speak as if I don't know the second or third movies. And so, personally, I would like to think that the characters stick together.
0: Oh, well, you're so optimistic, Michael.
1: You know, you never he's such know. Such a and,
0: hopeful romantic.
1: Yeah, and I think that's that's also part of why I chose this movie, because naturally I am a hopeless romantic and this movie mm. screams hopeless romantic. But that's my opinion. Obviously, you know, when Vanessa's character Vanessa's character Margaret seemed really in love with Kevin. Oh my gosh, so yes. I am going to say that I would like to hope that they stay together. Also because I want to vote for or I want him to win in the end, because mm. even though he's such a normal guy, he gets to fall <laughs> in love with royalty. And as a guy, how awesome would that be if, you know, a girl, who, a beautiful girl who's British royalty and, uh, you know, who wouldn't want to try to keep dating that? <laughs> yeah.
0: Oh, interesting. I don't know if I've ever heard you identify yourself as a hopeless romantic.
1: Well, I think it was just from High School Musical.
0: <laughs> Those movies really have changed you for life.
1: Sadly, my whole basis of what love is and what healthy relationship is, is high school musical. So (laughs) that is honestly like what I thought a relationship was like growing up.
0: Yeah, I, I can see that. I understand that because you watch something when you're very young, it becomes your whole concept of love or that thing that you're watching and that just like shapes you for the rest of your life. And you are someone who loves to dance. I don't think you sing.
1: Not well, at least.
0: Yeah, we we have fun singing, but we're as yeah. Daddy would say, we're untrained voices. <laughs> he said that in my wedding speech, by the way. So thanks, Dad, for that. Yep. But yeah, I think you thought that you could be Troy Bolton.
1: Yeah, I like. I really did believe I could. <laughs>
0: yeah, I, I I totally get that. Yeah, I don't know. Sure, Stacy and Prince Edward stay married. Uh, spoiler alert, Michael. In the second movie, Kevin and Lady Margaret get married
1: nice i knew it so
0: maybe yeah maybe give that movie a watch
1: okay okay thanks well not maybe not after since you ruined it for me but
0: (laughs) you didn't think that that was gonna happen
1: well no it's it's a hallmark movie who are we kidding of course it's a happy ending of course so of course course, i am glad to see kevin winning he becomes royalty in the end so technically everyone becomes royalty (laughs) yeah by marrying it which is honestly actually pretty cool if you think about it (laughs) and that's the only thing that I get upset about because it's not realistic but as but it's be it'd be awesome because I wish it would be realistic
0: <laughs> it feels like you're really rooting for Kevin because he's a quote-unquote normal guy
1: yeah I don't know maybe just because his character it, in the movie it seems like either his his original wife left him and mm-hmm. so he he yeah. needs a win especially if especially if he was friend-zoned by Stacy all oh, those yeah. years while working together it's like all right this guy deserves to be royalty for being able to put up that much for that long. That's
0: so true. That was actually one of my other WTF moments as I was watching the movie was like, so Kevin's been in love with Stacy this entire time.
1: Yep. He just was... In denial about it, pretty much.
0: In denial or just really good at hiding his emotions. Yeah. For all those years. So yeah, I guess you're right. Kevin needed a win and he got yeah. the win by having Lady Margaret <laughs> fall in love with him.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm sad we had to wait until the second movie for it to happen, but I'm glad it happened.
0: Yeah, yeah. Kind of a side note, or sidebar, is that since we're talking about a holiday rom-com, and I don't think I asked you this last year when we talked about Just Friends, but what are some of your other favorite holiday movies? It doesn't have to be a rom-com.
1: Hmm. So, huh. I mean, other than, than Home Alone, which we've you and I have watched a million times,
0: mm,
1: mm-hmm. uh, man, I guess High School Musical 1 doesn't count as a holiday movie. Even though the first no. scene takes place during New Year's, I'll let it slide.
0: Okay, okay. I do not think that that's a holiday movie, but yes, I hear you on that.
1: Oh, man, I don't, to be honest, I don't know. I think Just Friends is probably still one of my top mm. favorite holiday movies. Yeah. Um, Love Actually. Okay. Oh, man. And putting you on the spot. Yeah, I wish I prepped for this question more. <laughs> um, holiday movies.
0: Or, like, what is a holiday movie or movies that you revisit intentionally
1: yeah um let's see
0: i think you like elf right isn't that a movie that you really like
1: uh yeah i do like elf i do watch elf a good amount yeah now I'm, now i'm actually about to go in and search like what holiday <laughs> movies are because i don't remember it's like one of those questions where there's so many movies but then mm-hmm. after it i f- kind of forget yeah. um the original grinch
0: which one is the original one
1: the cartoon grinch
0: oh the cartoon the cartoon
1: Yeah. yeah 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 yeah,
0: yeah. For me, it's Home Alone 1 and 2. I've talked about it in previous episodes. It's just my favorite holiday movies.
1: Yeah, definitely.
0: But, you know, Christmas is coming up. I'm sure we're going to be spending a lot of time together. So let's plan to watch some holiday movies together.
1: Yeah, definitely. Oh, Jingle All the Way. Oh, my God. That's a great movie. I watched that a lot.
0: Yes, you watched that so much.
1: Yeah, I don't know. Arnold Schwarzenegger, he was just it for me (laughs) at the time.
0: Oh, my gosh. That's just the thing. You we both watch movies on repeat a lot, but I just remember that movie playing a lot in the background growing up. Yep. All right, jingle all the way. I think it's streaming on a Disney Plus app.
1: It is. It is. Yeah.
0: Yeah. We'll we'll, we'll definitely watch some holiday movies in the next week or two. Um so this movie is only 3 years old. What are your thoughts on the longevity of this movie and do you think this is like a beloved rom-com? Uh
1: I I can't say I don't think this movie will die quickly, but I don't think this is gonna be a movie that would be considered timeless as much as the original parent trap with Lindsay Lohan would be.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Even though technically Lindsay Lohan's parent trap was a remake of something else. Yes. But I just think the the whole theme of parent trap or you know or switch-ups was best shown in Lindsay Lohan's movie. And mm-hmm. so but you know, I think that this this kind of Hits the mark for what it's supposed to be for a holiday movie, so mm. I think this movie will be around for a while. But I can't say it's going to be a highly remembered classic, so to speak. So, will this movie be here for a while? Yeah. Does it have longevity? Eh, I don't know. <laughs> not as much as as <laughs> not as much as I would like it to have. But yeah.
0: Mm. Yeah, I uh, I think access is. It's coming to play a little bit more because we have so much access to so many movies now. And the fact that Netflix has three of these, and you can turn it on whenever you want, if you are a big Vanessa Hudgens fan or, I don't know, whatever, you can watch this all the time. I think it's popular because there are three movies of this. Shocking. I don't know if it needed to have three movies, but... Yeah. You know, one of my other, like, trivia points is that Vanessa Hudgens produced the second and third movie, and she also produced The Night Before Christmas, so props to her for making this partnership with Netflix and doing holiday rom-coms. If it's successful for her, I'm all for it. But yeah, I would not classify this as a classic holiday movie. I don't think I'll be revisiting it anytime soon.
1: Probably not, yeah.
0: Um, but I did want to talk a little bit about holiday rom-coms in general here in this type of category because I think a lot of holiday rom-coms, what defines a classic is, well, A, it needs to have time to become a classic, right? Like Love Actually, which is,
1: mm-hmm. yeah.
0: Uh, like more than 15 years old at this point. Yeah. So it's had that time to become a classic. And my other observation about holiday rom coms as a specific genre within rom coms is that, yes, there has to be romance, but for me, there also has to be a family element to it for it to become a classic and for it to really mean something to people.
1: Yeah, I agree. I think that there also just needs to be a general, like you said, family segment, whether it's humor or some kind of, you know, warmth to to the movie. Yeah. No, totally. I totally agree with you. And there's, there's a whole bunch of those moments in, in a holiday classic like Love, actually.
0: Mm-hmm. So yeah,
1: I completely agree with you.
0: Yeah, like uh, we talked about Home Alone a little bit, so I'll bring that up again, is that it's aged well in the sense that if you're a kid, you watch it uh, because it's really funny. Yeah. But now that I'm an adult and I watch Home Alone, it hits me on a very different level. It becomes a more emotional story between mom and
1: son. Yeah, or just more more themes focused around family. Yeah, I noticed the family
0: a lot more. And I actually like I watched it recently, obviously, and I cry. I cry now when Kevin and his mom reunite in One and Two. It has a totally different meaning. It's a movie that you can watch at all ages and really appreciate. So maybe that's also what a classic means is that you can watch it as a kid and enjoy it. You can watch it as a young adult, adult, mm-hmm. and old person and it just translates through all different ages and different types of people. So For sure. You know, what we're talking about And i trying to identify what it means to be a holiday rom-com classic. This is clearly not one of those. But as I've been watching a lot more of these movies, I realize the ones that I like have romance and family.
1: Yeah, for sure. And this one, unfortunately, it doesn't have family as much. Yes, it does Mm -hmm. have romance, but there's not much relatable themes, even Mm -hmm. in the romance. Like, unless one of us becomes royal... And then, you know, watching this movie later on after that fact, and be like, oh, wow, I remember when I was feeling like right. those people. <laughs> what a relatable classic.
0: <laughs> so relatable. I identify so much. Yeah. So this movie, again, as I mentioned, is only three years old. Do you think it's aged well?
1: Um, I think so in the sense where it is what it is and it kind of has stayed and been appreciated for what it is. Mm-hmm. And so I guess in that sense, the movie's aged well. But... In terms of is the movie any bit closer to becoming a holiday classic? I don't think so.
0: Yeah, agree. Um, just shout out that there's diversity in this movie, which is not often a black lead and a you know, his daughter's also black. so yep, I appreciate that. And Vanessa Hudgens is I don't think she talks a lot about it. I don't know if she identifies as biracial, but she is half Filipino.
1: Yeah, or yeah, she is half Filipino part Native American also. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she, I would say that Vanessa Hutchins herself is a bit of representation, but I don't know if she really shines on that.
0: Right, totally, yeah. Okay, so I have just very few points of trivia here. Mm-hmm. So the actor who plays Prince Edward, Sam Palladio, he's actually a singer. He, as I mentioned, he was on the show Nashville. And I'm going to have to go back and, I guess, rewatch this, but the song during the opening scene was performed by him.
1: Oh, I had no idea. Okay. Interesting.
0: Yeah. Um, when Kevin and Margaret, as Stacey, are deciding on a movie to watch, they pick Netflix's big Christmas hit, 2017's A Christmas Prince. Do you remember that scene where they're on the couch? and? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. There's a, a wink and a nod to Netflix. And then my last point of trivia is that this movie was mostly filmed in Romania,
1: interesting why romania
0: i have no idea probably uh, cheaper to for film the castles there. and stuff oh castles and i yeah i have no idea yeah. but that's it there's not a lot of trivia that i could find on this movie
1: yeah other than you know vanessa just being vanessa yeah yeah like you said there wasn't many other notable or well-known actors in the movie other than vanessa mm-hmm. so this movie would not have happened if it weren't for her so yeah yeah
0: all right. Well, I think we can wrap it up, Michael, but this has been really fun. But before we sign off, do you have any last takes or last thoughts you'd like to add?
1: Um, nope. I think in this particular movie, the fact that there's much more to be had, I am excited about the potential of doing podcast episodes for the second and third Princess Switch. So oh. we will have to see. <laughs>
0: <laughs> do you really want to?
1: Uh, who knows maybe (laughs) i'll love the second one a lot more and i'll just i'll say all right this one's a classic
0: oh my gosh okay who
1: knows who knows going
0: into this i was pretty confident that this was gonna be it but Uh, i didn't realize that you hadn't seen the second one
1: yeah yeah
0: okay well let's you know circle back in a year from now and we'll, we'll see if number two or three is worth talking about but yeah nonsensical nonsense fantasy Vanessa Hudgens doing her best. I mean, it's fun.
1: Yeah. No, I honestly was. And ever since I've watched The Princess Switch on my Netflix, Vanessa's face just shows up on my TV and it's it's kind of great.
0: Yeah. I feel like she's having a moment. Like she, you know, just came up with the third one. And I've just been thinking about Tick, Tick, Boom a lot because I thought that movie was really good and I thought she was really good in it. And I, uh, you'll appreciate this, but I actually did rewatch High School Musical 1 literally today not in preparation for this podcast but i was like i need some music in the background that i can kind of drown out so and high school musical one was it for me
1: it's honestly great
0: i feel like there's been a lot of vanessa hudgens in my life in the past week
1: yeah there's nothing wrong with that nothing wrong with
0: that at all all right well thank you so much michael this was really fun
1: yeah, for sure. Thank you for having me as always.
0: Of course. Thank you to all tuning in to another episode of Romcom Weekly. Please give us a follow on Instagram at Romcom Weekly and subscribe on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. And let us know what you think of this movie. What would you rate The Princess Switch on a scale from one to 10? And we'll chat with you again next week. Bye.